Coyote Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brands. Woo! We're here in the QC. It's Thursday evening. It's Thirsty Thursday at EPR, Danny Brands. I'm, I'm pumped to be here. I'm, I'm pumped to be doing our first patio cast at EPR. It's a patio podcast officially now. It's an amazing night. It's what makes Charlotte in the springtime uh, the one of the best places to be in, in the Man, U.S. It's beautiful. And it's been cold all week. And, like, finally this week, today, basically, the sun came out. The cold air moved through. And, oh, man, it's just absolutely gorgeous out here. We had to come out. We were sitting inside of the bar. We're talking to Beamer. She put in this beautiful 90s grunge playlist for me. And, uh, you know, come as you are. We're out here on the patio having a good old time. And uh, uh, I, I, things could not be better right now, John. I, I don't know. We're coming off a win. We got a home match. We got Tifo's questions. What the? I mean, am I? Am I? In, is this heaven? Are you vibing tonight vibing. on the on the show? I'm vibing. Oh, that's baby. good. Cheers to you. What are you drinking? I, I've got uh, a Miller Lite here. I'm doing the, the special on Thursday night. America's it's, beer. It's three dollar Millers on Woo. on Thursday night, so that's easy. How about yourself? Old Met Copper. I had to go back to the old reliable, the, the steady Eddie, the, uh, the the trusted friend, if you will. Uh, you know the say. Safe harbor, <laughs> all the all the metaphors, all the cliches for sure. Love old Matt Copper. I'm watching. I'm washing down a uh, Guinness with this Miller. That's true. You did start with a Guinness on the pregame for sure. Yeah, we were watching Euro qualifiers. We we're keeping an eye on the uh, Dell match play in the, for the golf fans out there. And then the uh, England Italy game came to an end. We saw Harry Kane make a game-winning penalty. Uh, I know you're, big, time, you're a big Kane fan. All-time most yeah, goal yeah. scorer hey. in. England history that in itself is a mouthful yeah and Wayne Rooney that's quite a history is the the the, the, the player who right. uh, used to hold the record and now Harry Kane has surpassed him and it's a massive moment for him in his career because now he, he can he can essentially go down as one of the best English football player of all time you can argue with his entire game but you score that goal and you also have the most goals in Tottenham history you're a london king he's the king of london baby i love it and i'm an arsenal fan i have i don't really hate spurs you know uh, and you're a spurs fan so i don't hate you so yeah. it's tough for me to hate spurs <laughs> i do kind of hate harry kane i think he's got a big dumb face <laughs> I, and, know, uh, I know that you feel that, way that. but i do respect him i respect the man and uh good for him he's the all-time leading goal scorer i do hope somewhere that wayne rooney is sitting somewhere in a dark room right now just seething and just super pissed that kane broke his record for sure well in all of England's footballing history, to think that it's Kane and Rooney is yeah, is pretty crazy. Right. Uh, but I think where, it goes where to have show you gone, Bobby Charlton. That the game has changed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That there's the game there's, is about goals. Yes. The yeah. game is about goals, and that's that is mm-hmm. the theme of tonight's show, and that's the t- the theme of the podcast this e- evening. It's a patio podcast, and we're focusing on goals. Enzo Capetti, Danny Brams, he has two goals mm-hmm. in four games yeah. for Charlotte FC. Earlier this week, uh, from our Twitter feed, follow us at For the Crown Baby. We have a ton of fun there, including it's all fun. interacting with you know, the club's president, you know, making sure that uh, Joey LeBlue is a TIFOS for sure, he, man. He, he always has been. He knows that. Yep. Charlotte I can't is wait a till we city. have Joe LeBlue on the show. Yes. I know I know you're listening, Joe. I put the challenge out there on Twitter. Joe LeBlue, come on Charlotte Soccer So Challenge. We need you, man. We need you. Uh, maybe, Woody, come on. Help us out. Yeah, maybe, maybe here uh, 
at EPR on a, a Thursday night. Any night uh, works for us. But yeah. uh, I'll come to you. We'll come to your office. Can we bring? <laughs> can we sneak his twelve pack in? <laughs> <laughs> I think Beamer might be available. Yeah, Beamer will, will definitely do personal bartender for the night for a uh, Charlotte Soccer Show taping inside of Bank of America Stadium. We go down the vault, maybe. Yes, yeah, a little yeah. uh, maybe, uh, maybe a bit of VIP experience. Maybe, maybe Put the word out there. There's alcohol involved. Who knows? Will show up. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's yeah, many, many people, uh, especially us. Well, we'll be happy to be there to, to celebrate this club and and Enzo Capetti, who in my mind oh, is man. the best striker in MLS. Is that true? So I have a question. You and I, we both tweet from the Half for the Crown Baby account. We have a lot of you know, like I'm always like, oh, that was a good one, man. You're hitting me up. Oh, nice one, Brams. You know, like we kind of like try to impress each other sometimes with <laughs> yes. the tweets from the account. Yes. You impressed the hell out of me with that Enzo Capetti one because I couldn't tell if you were serious, A. And B, That's I was like, you know it's good. B, this is an engagement farm tweet 100%. <laughs> and it definitely did that. I was like, is this guy trolling? Or like, what is happening here? I need to know your like real honest take on microphone. Do you really think Enzo's the best striker in MLS? Not at the moment, but does he have that kind of ceiling mm-hmm. based on what I've seen in four matches for Charlotte FC? Absolutely. So that was what was going to be outlined in the column that Correct. you, that you yes. alluded yeah, like, to. Oh, the yeah. column is, is right here and right now. Yeah, exactly. And basically what I was trying to say is that I am all about goal-scoring output. Sure. And Enzo Capetti, when I've watched him play, he scores goals. Yeah. And this goes back to preseason. And he doesn't need the opposing team's defense to pass it to him in wide-open positions to score goals like some people that are up there on the, on the chart. There's some – kind of player that I really enjoy, a Harry Kane kind sure. of player that Bring does one thing and one thing really, really well. And for some players, it's scoring goals. Right. A nose for goal, as they say. As the gold line flies by us, by the way, our, our favorite mode of transportation down to uh, the uh, uptown district when we go on game days. We love. I love being out here on the patio and watching the gold line fly by us. But you're right, man. Goal scoring is what it's all about. Enzo is doing it. He's got a nose for goal. He's like, he's he's probably, I think Rios probably could have, but I know for a fact that no one else really on our team could have finished that first chance against St. Louis that when Carroll sent in the cross. Like, that was a professional flick on, a redirect. Yes. It was beautiful. I don't know that anyone else could have, like, taken the touch of Jalen Lindsay's pass off the thigh with, like, perfect timing to let the ball roll out in front of him and then first time kick it into the back of the net. Like, stuff like that is, like, exciting, exciting stuff that we did not have it on Charlotte FC last year. As much as we love the bouncer, like Enzo just brings that that finishing skill that is just like, whoa, for sure. And I think on Saturday night against New York Red Bulls, this is an opportunity for for him to, ha- to, to have a coming out party in front of the, in, the home fan base. It would be amazing. It's going to be crown jewel kit night. Yeah. He's going to be lurking in the box the entire night. And that's the, this is the type of player that we we named our episode after he was signed, the prince that was promised. <laughs> yeah, right? for sure. And the reason why we did that is because the the ceiling for this kind of player is uh, it's just a little bit higher than some others. That for sure, exactly. Town. You make a great – I love that term you use, ceiling, because it's like, yeah, anyone can hit the heights. Anyone – you know, can score a four goals against Philly when they didn't show up to play, obviously, and just finish some great uh, attacking team play. But, like, Enzo is, like, just like he's a cut above, man. He's just a cut above for sure. I don't necessarily agree that he's the best striker in MLS. I'm not saying but, that he is. I love I'm saying where he has went potential with the tweet. I love where you went with the tweet. He's, for sure. he's the best 
striker in that Charlotte FC found him, signed him, and now he's here to work on his craft. He's not somebody right. that is, you know, getting passed around like uh, Zardes at, at Austin. Right, yeah, exactly. Right? Re- Where, please retire, Giassi, just for your own, for your he, own personal would you, pride. Who yeah. would you rather have? I'd much rather have Capetti than Zardes for sure. Yeah, Zardes yeah. Is, uh, is nothing. He's getting Klaus? benched. Ben- Klaus, I got to uh, – Klaus, go fuck yourself, Klaus. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say to you. Gazdag? Uh, Gazdag, I mean, the penalty master king. Like, he scores a lot of PK goals. What I know does that he much. Yeah. What does he do? He scores goals. Yeah. He scores goals. That's true. He does. Yeah, for Philly and, somehow. And, that, and he's that same sort of MLS player. Um, where where else do you, do you see a, a striker in the league – um, all across the board that it has the skill set of, of an Enzo Capetti. You, you can look at the, the Revolution, and they have um, <clears throat> it's Vieira, not Vieira, it's Veroni. Veroni, yeah, yeah. Veroni. That guy's been a bust ever he, since he showed up. Right, and, and, yeah. and we lost to them. Yeah, right. Well, we, sadly, we lost yeah. to them. Um, yeah, that was like, man, the more I think about that freaking game, the, more, the madder I get for sure. LAFC? Who's the... Who's the LAFC, there's, uh, it depends. That You could call Vela a striker. You could call Opoku a striker. Yeah. You could even call Buwanga a striker maybe for LAFC. But no, all those guys are still have sort of a sort of a playmaking. Enzo's just a finisher. I would call Enzo a f- pure finisher. Kind of right. like... Brandon Vasquez and Brenner, both for Cincinnati, I think, is an apt comparison. That, that is a, that's a good call. And, yeah, I'm trying to think around the league. Maybe like an Alan Polito for SKC who's been injured. Uh, Rui Diaz for Seattle, I think, is, is a nice comp, although Enzo's a little bit uh, of a more of a physical force than Rui Diaz. But If I, you know, were to bring up a, a list, you would be honestly, like, pretty surprised who – is on the list of best MLS strikers. Like, think about it this way: Jesus Ferreira is like a USMNT striker, yeah, who plays for FC Dallas. Right. And like, when you when I think about Capetti compared to Jesus Ferreira, I'm like, right. I'm like, well, I'm not, I don't, you know, it's like same kind of player. I right. Ferreira is almost like not even strikers, not even Ferreira's best position. I think he's better as a, as a playmaking ten, kind of like Swedish. What about uh, Joseph Martinez, who was and completely cooked? Yeah, at, yeah. Miami. He's co- he's as cooked as it gets, man. I I feel bad for all the Joseph. Has he fans sco- out has he there. scored a goal yet? I'm not sure if he's gotten a goal yet. I haven't paid that close of attention to exactly who scored every goal for Miami, but I do know he might have one, maybe. But I do know that he's absolutely cooked. Uh, his, he's just never been the same since his injury like two years ago. He, he, he trashed his knee, and it, it's just, you know, it's bad for him. He, he's Does Dre, you see count as a striker? I say no. No way. No I way. I say Drew's no. Yeah, not yeah, a striker just, at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't exactly. Think so. so, I mean, you, you look at this this list. I would put Christian Benteke near the top of my list. Yeah. I mean, Benteke's been finishing goals this year for sure. You think of like a – you think of Copetti. Copetti, I would love to compare him to a young – Gonzalo Higuain, oh, like the Italian league version yes, of Higuain. Yes. Who, Higuain scored a bunch. Higuain was a huge thorn in Charlotte FC's side at the end of last year because, like, we all thought he was like done and dusted. But then he decided to get motivated for no reason for the last two months of the season and scored like five, six goals, including two against us, I think. But like a younger Higuain, they're both Argentinian. I, Copetti kind of fits that young Higuain mold for sure to me. I, I look at these these lists, Danny. I'm just like. It is an outrageous thing to put out there into to the ether, right? Enzo right. Capetti, best striker in right. MLS. But then, but then you, if you like honestly think right. about it and have the conversation for twenty minutes, right. you realize that it's actually not that far off. 
You're right, man. Because like people that people, it's easy for people to shoot down your your point and say, "Oh no, he's not. No, he's not." They can just say, "No, he's not," but they can't really provide an example of someone who's better. Necessarily, a lot of times. Well, Klaus was the only thing that we got thrown at us, and it's like. When, when the ball's not being passed to him by the defense, I struggle to see how Klaus can even make it happen. But. Yeah, by Klaus. Danny, when you look at the, the list of strikers in, in the MLS and, and how many goals have been scored, I mean, there's a ton of great midfielders. There's a, there's a ton of great wingers. There's a, yeah. there's a ton of great attacking midfielders right. in the MLS. In MLS, excuse me to those of you. <laughs> Um, who take umbrage to embrace, that? Embrace the MLS. Come on now. Zella Ryan? Right? He's, not, he's not a striker, is he? No. He's a, he's a cam all day. So. Tiago Almada, cam all day. Jordan Morris, kind of a winger, really. You know, the guy, when you're looking at the guys at the top of the goal scoring charts, Caleb Wiley for Atlanta, a pure winger as well. There's, there's just. There's a group of of players in MLS that can score goals and I think Enzo Capetti is near the top of that list as far as just pure in the box goal scorers. You're starting he's to convince a, me. He's an upgrade from Danny Rios in a big he way. Is. And he Danny is. scored and Danny was somebody that could just poach four goals. Of course. This is good for Charlotte FC. We need to score right. goals. He doesn't he doesn't have to be the most technically skilled player in the world. Right. He doesn't have to just be, be the finisher. The right. the the gem in the right. middle of the pitch. Just be that tip of the spear. You know, finish, finish goals. You know, we'll let everybody else do everything else, and then you're the one that gets that la- final touch of the ball into the net. So with that point, Danny, the next I think part of that is we found an undroppable who sets the pace of the squad. Yes. Right. You, we found a four that you build the squad around. And a better job of not like he he took Latanzio's advice to heart. Like he didn't. He definitely talked to referees still, but he didn't he didn't fake as many injuries near as much and he didn't whine and he also would like say something to a referee and then move on. You know, it was, it was he definitely took the manager's advice to heart, which we love to see. Expect that to only get better as the year goes on. There's a connection, remember. This is Latanzio signing. Yeah. He was the one who was down in Argentina. He went down there. But this is for me something you know, this this for me is is something that it needs to be called out at this point in the season because I think some people are timid. Some people are scared. Some people are well, afraid to realize that Cal Swiderski just got benched in the last match. <laughs> and it didn't matter geez. because Enzo Capetti was leading the line yeah. and was able to finish a goal. And then Kervin v- Vargas as well could do that too. Of course. El Parcero, man, let's go. You know, he freaking made it happen. He, uh, a little bit of a deflection. The fun. It was so funny the delayed, delayed reaction to that goal, the Kerwin Vargas goal, because like none of us were sure it was in. Oh, it was the best. I thought it was the best moment here of the night. Yeah, it was like what? what it was what? a flip. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. As soon as like the camera like, showed yeah, the flip. Exactly. Like, I guess he scored because he's doing a backflip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. That's the place. Shout out Jorge Torres, a Colombiano himself, who was feeling a, an extra burst of nationalistic pride. At that goal, we love to see that. He went nuts. I gave him a big hug after it happened. Pretty awesome to see. And I was hugging everybody. Let's be honest. I, w- I was giving out hugs left and right. I was a ho- I was a hug whore after that goal. Let's let's be perfectly honest. So, what does three points do for Charlotte FC on on Saturday night against New York? It it does a lot because it gives you six points in two matches, and it also gives you a bump heading on the road for two matches for the next two weeks against Toronto. Road trip. And against Real, Real Salt Lake. Um, 
so from a projected 11 point of view, you have Copetti as the tip of your spear. Any changes from, from last Saturday? Copetti's undroppable. Westwood's out. Copetti's undroppable. Westwood is out. I actually do. Do you want to know my exact projected 11? I can do it for you. I yes. I, I worked it out before the show. Yes, I want it. I made like a sweet little graphic with headshots on it. I went to this site. You can find it at For the Crown Baby on Twitter. Yeah, I'll post it. But I, I went to this site that I can't. Okay, the site, just if you want to know, it's called createformation.com, and they actually like give you the headshots. You can search for the headshots of all the players, which is cool. No headshot of Vargas, no headshot of Nuno Santos, unfortunate, because they're both in my starting 11. Uh, I like, I, you know I want a 4-4-2. I finally did watch that Ted, Ted Lasso episode that you talked about last week, and, and uh, I begged you not to spoil for me, which thankfully you didn't, but it was hilarious after I watched it after we taped. <laughs> and I heard Roy Kent talking about the four four two. Like, keep it simple, dummy. Like, like <laughs> this is like how you make shit happen in <laughs> soccer. Is just play a four four two. And I still believe that when Carroll gets back from Poland, I would still love to see a four, uh, strike partnership and a four four two type of thing going on. But for now, just knowing that that's not going to happen and that uh, Latanzio is going to stick with his uh, his uh, system of a down, if it were four two three one, you know, and. Uh, I'd like to see, I like the back line, loved the back line. Affle, Tuiloma, Milanda, Lindsay, keep it for sure. Uh, George Marks, I think, has earned another start. We'll deal with uh, the goalie question. Yeah, I agree. When the TIFOs questions, when we get there, we'll dig into that a little deeper. But uh, defensive mids, I like Jones and Bronico in the spot. I think Westwood then would start as your as your number 10 or uh, the tip of the diamond if you do a, a 4-4-2 diamond. You mean, you mean Nuno Santos? But Westwood's out, yes. So yes. I, I'm going to put Nuno Santos in that role for my my starting 11. I'm going to put Vargas on the left wing. I'm going to put Shin Yashiki on the right wing, even though I probably expect that to actually be... In real life, I project it to be Yusviak and Vargas, but if it was me, I would put Shinya and Vargas. And, of course, the newest undroppable. The new undroppable Copetti. He's... He's more undroppable than Swiderski at this point. You're right. I mean, yeah. as point proven by the lineup yeah. last game. So, yes. yeah. yeah. It's Bronico and, and Copetti are the only undroppable. And Melanda are probably the only undroppables at this point, right? I think so. Yeah. I think that leads me to uh, as the gold line goes by. And one of my favorite things to do, by the way, when it comes to Charlotte FC, is ride the gold line with some TIFOs. Oh, yeah. Right? When yeah, people exactly. join the tradition. When people, people jump on, on with their shirts and kits and yes. everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. but you know, people come meet us here, which... Which um, you can do this weekend. Come I don't meet think, us. I, don't, I might not be here before the match. Come meet us. I've got a baby shower that I need to go to, but we'll be oh, new life. I love it. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> let's, bring a, let's bring a new life into this world and celebrate it. Exactly. But we, what we'll make sure we do is be at the supporters bar before oh, kick. The Lowe's, the Lowe's tap room. Yes, of course. Hopefully they'll, they'll hopefully they'll be playing the MLS match on soccer. Shout out to Charlotte FC. I don't know if I'm giving away too much here, but. You know, I fired off a uh, an angry tweet last Saturday when I was pissed because I got uh, I got for the Atlanta match two Saturdays ago because uh, I got to this the Lowe's tap room at 10 a.m. and I was like, well, all right, they're dragging me out here for a noon kickoff for Charlotte FC. At least I'll be able to watch some Premier League in, in the morning beforehand. But unfortunately, uh, it wasn't on, and I I tweeted about how my anger that there was no Premier League soccer playing in the tap room. I got a call from Charlotte FC fan outreach. Surprisingly, it was not the. Uh, the quote-unquote chief fan officer. He was not the one reaching out. Uh, he was probably off making some TikTok videos or something somewhere and uh, <laughs> posting selfies. But an actual real fan outreach person who actually works for the club and cares about fans showed up uh, in my on my phone uh, the other day and called and said, hey, man, 
just we saw you did the survey uh we just want to know if there's anything else we could do and i was able to like verbally like give my feedback like think like a fan think about when i'm a fan that walks into the lowe's tap room what do i want to see on the big screens and it certainly yeah. wasn't tape delayed highlights from the night before like so yeah there's going to be an mls match playing uh i think it's out is it lafc I, I double check me on the four o'clock saturday mls match but uh it i i'm excited to watch some mls and drink and get in the mood uh waiting for the charlotte fc kickoff portland hosting la galaxy Gal- I, I knew it was la i knew it was la and uh portland and galaxy are two teams that are like had big expectations this year that have been pretty shitty to start the year so who knows but i'll be watching that one i'll be drinking i'll be starting the day here at elizabeth while you're at the baby shower johnny any tifos want to come out and, and uh i'll buy you a beer if you show up we'll ride the gold line we'll we'll, we'll get some early chanting going on the gold line hopefully we'll, i'll meet you at hooligans actually like if, if of course yeah yeah that, that would be ideal yeah just the, depends the on the routine schedule. exactly we'll hit romeo bearden uh and then we'll go down we'll walk down to the tap room and it'll be great so I can't wait. going to be a hell of a week. And, like, I don't know if my projected 11 is going to get there. I don't know what Latanzio's cooking up in that mad scientist lab he's got going on. I do know he doesn't like to change the 11 after a win, but Westwood is out, so that kind of opens up the, the floodgates. There could be more changes, but Jalen Lindsay's got to start again. Jalen Lindsay has got to start again. My favorite uh, TIFO's question of the night. We're going to start with that. I mentioned the TIFO's. Oh, is it TIFO's question time already? Let's go. Let's Uh, go. We're hitching a ride on some TIFO's questions as I shout out the the soundtrack once again. Lil Yoshi, twerk. Oh, the the question of the day. Who who is this? He's Uh, one of our newest TIFO's, actually. Lil Yoshi, twerk is a new follower from a couple of weeks ago who has been putting some quality content in the replies and the quote yeah. tweets and we're, we're a big fan of you little yoshi keep it up so i wanted to make sure i led with one this of my question. favorite nintendo characters yoshi by the way also there you go if you had to well you did you but when you were playing with yoshi did you ever think about yoshi twerking that's the uh yeah well there was a yeah yeah there's a there's a game that i used to play back in the day back a long time ago called yoshi story where he would do a little twerk after passing a level so there you go now i get it yeah yeah. now i get it if you had to compare the season so far to a beer which one are we choosing and why (laughs) absolutely an incredible question you know that this is a podcast that's all about soccer and beer and, and the city of charlotte and making it all happen I'm going to take it. You said you had a good answer this for us, so I'm looking forward to your answer. I'm going to go with a cop-out answer. Okay. I got to go with a cop-out answer, unfortunately, because I couldn't come up with a good one. I thought about a sour. I thought about a cider, a sour cider, maybe trying to like make that whole metaphor work. But really what it is to me, it's a sampler. It's a six-pack sampler. You go, you go into Harris Teeter. <laughs> You go to the beer section, you get a six-pack sampler, and you never know what you never know what you're gonna get. Because sometimes we might play a really hard-fought game against Rev- Revolution and have a heartbreak at the end. Sometimes we might go to St. Louis and take the lead and then beat ourselves with own goals. Sometimes we might get our asses kicked by Atlanta United. Sometimes we might shove it down Orlando City's throats on the road. You never know what you're gonna get. So for me, so far the season is your beer variety sampler six-pack at Harris Teeter. Hope you get a good one, and hope we get uh, the best of the bunch here against Red Bull. Well, what's ridiculous is that you almost called me out during your answer because I was going to say it's a sour. Yeah, that's, yeah right. That, that, that's 100%. the beer that I'm choosing. And the, the reason why I'm choosing the, the sour is because when you have a sour, right, the first thing that you taste, it's bitter as fuck. Like, it's sour, dude. Like, and if you give it to someone that's never had one before. They're like, yeah, what is this? Yeah, it would never, never, yeah. ever. I'm not coming back not, to yeah, another like, match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now... When you have your third or fourth sip of the sour, 
Wait a minute. You, wait a minute. <laughs> starting to figure out how this works a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm starting to acquire the taste for what this club is right now, which is it. is exactly what why I picked the sours because I've acquired the taste of what Charlotte FC is, and I think Christian Latanzio might have too. Yeah, he's figured it out. He's he's adapted his his uh, taste buds and his sensibilities yeah. to to what this team has to offer. That's a great, great analogy. So I think that he, uh, on Saturday night, will play most of the same guys. Obviously, Westwood's out. You've got um, Nuno Santos in. For Nuno will start somewhere. Whether it's wing or central, I just think he start, he's definitely started. There's one player, though, that I that is uh, first off of my bench, if I'm Christian Latanzio, and that's Andre Shinyashiki. Wow, okay. And the reason I why... I thought you were going to say Gaines. And the reason why is because of the theme of the show. Goals, right? He's a goal scorer. He's a goal He's scorer. He's a goal scorer. Yeah. And I'd love to see Shinya come in and do some magic in the final thirty minutes on Saturday night. What? I've got you know I'm talking. This sour is is really fucking good, Danny Brown. What Shinya does better than almost anyone on the team, besides being a pressing attacker that I highlighted a couple episodes ago, is he just gets the ball into the box. Whether it's him dribbling, whether it's him passing, whether it's him crossing, he finds a way to get the ball into the box, and like he's just like so focused and insistent on that and that's why he gets is, gets involved in the goals it, it's exciting to think about um, Shinya for me Danny is is one of the most important players on the squad should, he, and, and he should get some time should we go rapid fire on the rest of these questions what do you think that's my plan I like rapid fire that's my plan hit it's, me it's one of the best segments that we have uh, Len Kornakia oh the goat Len Look, you promised you to be here at EPR on April 1st, and if you're not, I'm gonna I'm holding you to it, brother. I need to see you here at EPR, Len. If we start with the 4-3-3 again, should one of the three in the middle to be more a creative player? Yes, Nuno Santos. Yes, easy question. Brandon Davis, um, one of his questions was, and I think uh, he prefaced it, which is I, always, a preface. I, I don't mind a preface. But yeah, yeah. Everything before the butt is a lie. Just remember that. Everything before the butt is a lie. So he, he prefaces this with, you know, I really like Tuiloma, and out of the entire team, he's a dude I would ask to walk with me down a scary dark alley. Well, aside from that scary dark alley duty, what do you see in his future when Carujo returns? Center back or center defensive mid-depth move to right back? Uh... I hadn't thought that far. I think when Garujo comes back into full fitness, I think Bill Tuiloma might be heading into a little bit of a black hole sun, <laughs> if, if you will. He, uh, he, he always struggled to, to stick in the starting lineup in Portland. He was always battling with another guy for minutes. Uh, and when Carujo's back, I think Carujo and Melanda are easily our best default, best center back pairing. Tuloma can play right back, although I prefer to see Jalen Lindsay there, the kid, the fucking Knuckles Lindsay making it happen with the offense and defense. Tuloma can do it. He can play center defensive mid. He could be center defensive mid. So I think the answer is depth, Brandon. You answer your own question. He's depth at this point. What's the over-under on beer showers this Saturday by our friend Tug Speedman? 1.5. I was going to set it at 2. Well, I don't think – I think it's possible to score a goal and not get a beer shower. You never know. The, uh, you gave me a weird look there. If you're, uh, you know, I wish this episode was on YouTube all of a sudden, so that uh, I thought they, I thought the beers were thrown on every goal. Uh, they sometimes. I don't throw beers on every goal. I only throw beers on big goals. 
because the beers, they're a little expensive. I like to drink them. So I, I have been known to throw a beer. I've been known to not throw a beer. I, I'm setting the number at 1.5. Ike Gordon, he says, will the TIFO be the wild berry Pop-Tart? No, I hope not. And I think just personally, people that like it, I have no beef with it. But I think it's time to move on past the whole Pop-Tart thing. I, uh, I'm rock. I actually bought the crown jewel kit this week looks good had a, had a, had a rough out. day earlier this week had a case of bad timing and decided to make myself feel better with some retail therapy went down and bought the <laughs> uh the crown jewel kit nice. i know yours just came in you'll be rocking it on saturday with the westwood eight on the back can you just run out there and pretend to be ashley westwood by the way and play play some creative <laughs> yeah maybe for like for seven it. minutes yeah yeah uh, but uh, the Pop-Tart kit thing, it was a fun joke. I, again, if, if that's the way you want to go with it for the rest of your life, I have no beef with you. But to me, it's the Crown Jewel kit, and it's time to move past the Pop-Tart thing for me. I'm not on the Pop-Tart vibe, but if you are, more power to you. Charlie uh, tweets in, he says, Will Vinny Mello ever play in an official match for Charlotte FC? Maybe uh, this is his... Vinny Mello, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody about Vinny Mello. Uh, he'll get hurt again if you talk about him too much. Uh, but I say yes, and I think I honestly think his best chance to play might even be this week as a, as a late sub to kill off the game if we're leading uh, because Carroll's not here. So we'll see. Yeah, it, it would be one of those. There's, a, there's it, a small chance he subs in for this next game, I think. It would be one of those substitutions that's like a uh, – formality yes kind of substitution. yeah exactly like give him the right debut like, like ben bender last week yeah. <laughs> uh bridget mccall uh shout out to bridget the great, tiger girl great time with 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 bridget last weekend at the independence match no doubt about it uh do you think uh king george george marks will start this weekend and why do you say yes she's been on the george marks train for a while and uh, it's right. it's 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 full steam ahead right now. Right, and she has uh, Bridget's a good friend. She has very personal reasons to love George Marks because Marks came through. We talked about this on the show months and months ago, but George Marks came through with like a sign. He he uh, signed a bunch of goalkeepers. Bridget's daughter plays goalkeeper, so Marks like signed some goalkeepers' gloves and gave them away as a Christmas present. That's why she loves Marks so much and just shows what a cool dude Marks is. He, I think Marks definitely starts. Uh, uh, he won. Pablo's 0-3 and George is 1-0. And I know wins and losses is not a goalkeeper stat, just like it's not a quarterback stat in football either, but in NFL. But uh, you you got to stick with the guy that won, I think. And he played really well. He made some nice saves. And he just commanded himself. I listened to, uh, on Crown Corner this week, uh, Willie P's interview with George Marks, and I was just blown away by, like, how self-assured Marks was. And, like, you know, the cliche answer that any goalkeeper, or any player for that matter, will give you is, like, well, I prepare the same way every time, you know, whether I know I'm going to be starting or whether I, th- I know I'm going to be on the bench, I'm always prepared and ready if the coach calls on me. The man, If the gaffer says go, I'm ready to go. And that's like a cliche athlete response. But when Mark said it, I believed it. You know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, this guy's fucking getting himself ready. So I was blown away by his, like, self-confidence for such a young man. And uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Pablo fan. My fantasy teams have Pablo on them. I, I would love Pablo to start right. for that for my own – selfish reasons but as a fan you can't go to, away from marks right now db's hot takes daniel shout out uh what player would you start that hasn't played as much this season uh i thought this was a great question like someone who hasn't really played who would who would you start well he missed one match out of four and he was subbed early in two so i'm gonna say carol swiderski oh, i would play him more <laughs> How about Hagard? How about a real answer, I'm, Hagard? I'm, I'm, Throw Hagard out there. Okay, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad that that was your DB answer. That it's like, 
That was a perfect answer for the DB hot takes question. Uh, for me, it's Adam Armour. Of course, yeah. Uh, Michael Volak um, with Red Bull as a high-pressing team. Right? Let's get into some tactical analysis here. And, of course, it's Michael Volak who brings it up. He loves the tactics, Mikey V. He knows the tactics. Red Bull is a pressing team. They are. It's, it's a tough squad, and um, we haven't really mentioned that. So I'm glad Michael brought it up. Uh, do you think Laddie runs out the same starting 11, or does he switch it up to come back with a quicker counterattack? So we already know that you know it's mostly the same 11 Danny's projected is, obviously with, with the Westwood substitution there. But... I can see Gaines starting again. What does the pressing attack mean? I I don't think it has anything to do with forwards. It's You have to pass out of the back in sure. this situation or bomb it over the top. Yeah. What's the what's the strategy here? That's a tactical question. Hey, if Lindsay's the one bombing it over the top. Are you bombing, bombing it over the top or, or, or. or are you passing out through the back? I'm I'm – I'm getting belligerently aggressive and fouling Red Bulls every time. That's what I'm doing if I'm the manager. Okay, you so. ask me what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, they foul us all the time. We might as well foul them back. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think that back line, I would not change that back line for anything, and I would not change Derek Jones either. I would maybe have Bronico play a little bit more defensive uh, to, to guard against that press than he did against uh, Orlando. I think Bronny was a little bit more of a, a attacking mid against Orlando. Uh, it was really bo- – I mean, he's box-to-box box every game. I would just lean more towards the, f- the defensive box this game. I, so, I wouldn't necessarily even change the 11 to answer Volok's question, but I would change the tactical instructions a little bit, if that makes sense. I love the question. Uh, what would you do? You're the tactics guy. You're way better at tactics than I am. I would bomb it over the top. Let's go. Uh, Jorge Torres says, Viva Colombia. Parcero, baby. How effective do you think Nuno can be with the uncertainty of Westwood? Like, is is this is this the is Nuno Santos? Is are you excited about it? Like, I have full faith in Nuno Santos. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. I thought you did. Um, oh, this next question is weird. Um, at life of Geslin. When, Welcome back to Charlotte, Matt Geslin, the frenemy of Charlotte FC. Is he here at, at EPR? Yeah. Full disclosure, he's inside. Uh, trying to mac on some lady uh at the bar <laughs> having a good time but he just moved back from oregon to charlotte because he missed he missed us and he missed charlotte fc i guess when will mls align with the rest of the world so we can enjoy everyone on international break and not impact our season with players out piss poor question matt i'm sorry i uh i actually went back and forth with matt a little bit on this one uh the answer is never hopefully uh, uh, uh mls should never ever 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 kowtow to what the rest of the international calendar is doing. Part of what makes the MLS so great to me is that they, we just do our own thing and, and damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. F anybody else who doesn't like it. Uh, we'll send our players to the football national associations if they need to to play their bullshit friendlies and qualifiers, but we're going we're gonna to continue to soldier on in MLS, and I love that. Russell in North Carolina. What's his? Uh, Russell 704. Yes, the Russell former Atlanta man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, we know Russell. He's the, he's the PGA, but that's a new name on his Twitter handle. Uh, I, I respect the question, and I think it's a great question to finish with. How many times will Ben Bender find the back of the net this season? Now that he looks like a finance bro who picks up the blue line in South End. I, I guarantee you one thing this year, Danny. Ben Bender is going to score. Oh. 
<laughs> I'd be shocked if he hadn't scored already, my man. The guy looks freaking like young DiCaprio as he was shouted out by uh, Andre Shinyashiki on Instagram. Like, I think Shinya, Shinya posted two different pictures, two different days of Ben Bender's new short hair haircut on Instagram. And it's either it's either lust or jealousy at this point. Shinya either wants Bender or wants to be Bender. I'm not sure which one it is, but uh, Bender looks good with the short hair. And it's, it's like, who's next? You know, for me, it's like, who's next? Because, like... I, I'm old enough at this point, I guess. I, I you know I used to. I, I've grown my hair out long. I've had long hair before, but like when you're getting serious about life, when you when you're trying to get locked in and like make focus and make shit happen and like do well in your profession, you, you cut the hair short and you just you just get clean cut and you just you just go for it and you, you just like the thing when you have really long hair, you have to be thinking about your hair all the yes, time. Yes, you do. And that, that's the problem. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna come out and say it, Ben. Slide those clippers right over uh, a few lockers down to BB13, Bram Ronico, because as much as we love the mulleted mayor, bro, uh, BB13, I think, could impress a lot of people, certainly impress me, if he showed up uh, to work on Monday with a crew cut, shave the mullet, bring it high and tight, and just be like, the grind set is on in terms of just like trying to focus and not worry about the hair so much and just worry about the game and other, other important priorities in life. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. It's been a blast. Tifo's questions, projected 11, some some conversation about Christian Latanzio and, and what he said this week in, in, in regards to his club. And I, I think overall a very positive vibe on Great this vibe. Thursday night. Great vibe. My vibes are going strong. And I, I can we end on a, a little quick talk from you? I just want to hear from you oh, Okay. about the fixtures that were announced this week. The, the, we're moving along in the campaign. It's U.S. Open Cup time. It is. Always the Cup. Tell me about Always the Cup from your perspective. So we've got uh, Charlotte Independence against Appalachian up, FC. Up the jacks all damn day. We've got a North Carolina Derby at Matthews Sportsplex at, on April 5th. Free tickets. You Free just got to claim them. And this is the competition that Charlotte FC will ultimately play in as well and hope to, to win. Um, it just starts a little bit before Charlotte FC will be um, placed into the competition in a couple rounds. But for now, if we want that Charlotte Independence, Charlotte FC Dar Derby, Independence needs to win this match against Appalachian. Yep. And I would be just as happy for either Charlotte FC or Charlotte Independence to bring the cup home to uh, to Charlotte to the Soccer City of Charlotte. Like so we told I. we told Austin Pack that we said, "Hey man, bring it home, bring home the cup." You could tell from talking to Pack, you could tell from talking to Coach Jeffries that. There's a they want to play Charlotte FC in the U.S. Open Cup for sure. They, 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 it was not a denial when we put that question to them whatsoever. So, yeah, let's let's get some wins. Uh, App, App, App FC, uh, Appalachian FC, up and from up in the Boone area, right? Like, pretty impressive little. I mean, people little club, you know. People yeah. say there's different ways to say it. I say Appalachian. I say Appalachian. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm from Utah. Girl, I grew up in Utah, <laughs> so and then moved to Texas. So, what what do you want from me? Uh, but that, that's an impressive club. I think we heard earlier we got some intelligence that they have a thousand season ticket holders. Pretty good number for a, for a small club. So it's uh, Charlotte FC will have their hands full. But I think this is the matchup they wanted. It. Excuse me, Charlotte Independence. Independence looked pretty good against Richmond at the home opener that we were at last week. So Austin Pack made some uh, really one huge clutch save, and I think the Independence got a lot more XG out of the matchup. So they should be able to handle Appalachian. And uh, yeah, just getting closer and closer. A North Carolina Derby is nice. A Charlotte Derby, even better. Next level. So we're we're keeping an eye. I might on, go on a hunger strike on that. I might go on a hunger strike until it happens. 
And that's the, the final reference of the evening, Danny Brams. I'm cutting you off at this point, and I'm happy to do so. Um, and if we see you on Saturday, great. If we don't see you on Saturday, we'll see you Sunday night on the Charlotte Soccer Show. We'll be back to recap the match after Saturday's match against New York. We going live? We should go live. We, our, our Sunday night show might turn into a live stream this week. Yeah. So. No promises, but that's the plan. That's the plan. We're hoping to do it. We'll announce timing. Always after the golf. <laughs> after the golf. <laughs> exactly. So, Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. And as always, for the crown, baby. Yeah.